Have you heard that entrepreneurship is the new path being taken by hundreds and hundreds of nurses? Have you dreamed of starting a business? Here on episode 64 of the Nurse Keith Show, we're going to talk about what it means to be a nurse entrepreneur and some of the resources available for you to dive into the world of nurse business owners and nurse entrepreneurs. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Nurse Keys Show. Yes, this is episode 64, and it was just running through my mind that I was born in 1964, and I know I'm giving away my age, so that number holds a little meaning for me. So I'm glad you're here, whether it's episode 64, 62, 107. Just thanks for being here for the Nurse Keith Show. This podcast is all about you every day, every time. It's about your nursing career, and I'm here to share education, inspiration, and some ideas that are going to get you moving in a positive, inspired direction. You know, we have reached listeners on six continents now, and I'm trying to reach people in more and more countries. Welcome to listeners from Europe, Africa, South America, Central America, Asia. Thanks for being here. Most of you know by now that I'm a member of the ProMed Network of Healthcare Podcasters at ProMedNetwork.com and the Pulse Media Network of Nurse Podcasters, along with RNFM Radio, Kevin Ross and Elizabeth Scala, who are my two partners in crime over at RNFM Radio. I just wanted to give you all a heads up that Kevin, Elizabeth, and I are going to be at the National Nurses and Business Association Conference in Las Vegas, October 14th to 16th of 2016. It is going to be an awesome conference. I can't wait to go to the NNBA again. And I wanted to let you know, I am speaking about social media networking and such. I'll be up on the main stage. But also, Kevin, Elizabeth, and I are giving a pre-conference about podcasting. And if you come to the pre-conference in Las Vegas, you'll walk away with all of the resources you need to launch your own podcast once you get home. So please uh, go to the show notes at nursekeith.com forward slash episode 64. And there's a link to check out the NNBA and to check out the conference and consider registering for the conference. We could have lunch, go out for drinks, go to the Venetian, hang out in Las Vegas, have a great time and hang out with lots of amazing nurse entrepreneurs. Anyway, just wanted to let you know we are going to be at the NNBA 2016, and it is going to be awesome. You can also find the Nurse Keith Show on iTunes, and if you'll do me the favor of going to iTunes, clicking on podcasts, searching for the Nurse Keith Show, and leaving a review and a rating, that really helps other people find the Nurse Keith Show. All right, so I want to get into today's topic after all of that ambling preamble, and we are talking about nurse entrepreneurship. And in the title of this episode, I said, nurses, are you on fire to start a business? Because a lot of nurses seem to be, and they are coming to me for advice and information and some inspiration to get going. So a lot of nurses have this dream to have a small business, a medium business, maybe even a big business you know, take over the world kind of business, but a lot of nurses don't know how to go about it because we're not taught those sorts of things in nursing school, are we? So 
Yes, the National Nurses and Business Association Conference and the association itself are great resources for starting a business. And Kevin, Elizabeth, and I are launching the On the Pulse Academy, which will be an online membership program and community for those nurses and healthcare providers who want to start their own businesses. That's launching later this year. And there are lots of other resources out there for you as well. And a lot of nurses are realizing that it's not just other people that are going into business, it's nurses. So if you think about it, advanced practice registered nurses now have full autonomy of practice without physician oversight in more than 20 states in the United States. So a nurse practitioner, be the person, a pediatric nurse practitioner, a gerontological nurse practitioner, an adult, a family, they can hang a shingle in thousands of towns or cities all over the United States. They can treat patients in private practice. They can start group practices. They can work alongside other allied professionals. They can work with a physician if they like, but they don't have to in those 20 some odd states where they can practice privately. So those nurse practitioners are business people. They're opening practices. They are soliciting patients, making deals and contracts with insurance companies if they choose to take insurance, and really going out there into the world as nurse entrepreneurs, even though we might not think of them in that way. Way back in the day, Kevin and I interviewed a nurse on RNFM radio many years ago, Jody Hoppus, I believe, who is a nurse practitioner working in the Seattle, Washington area, and she was seeing patients by bicycle, and she had a bicycle trailer that she would pull behind her bike, and the trailer was filled with all the laboratory and diagnostic equipment she needed to be able to treat people and assess them in their offices during lunch or in their homes or at any other place that she chose to see them. So there are lots of creative ways to come out into the world as an advanced practice registered nurse with your own business. Meanwhile, there are lots of nurses without mass degrees, nurses like myself, who are seizing all sorts of different opportunities and challenges in creating concierge private case management practices. They're creating businesses where they're selling supplements and products and skincare products and things along those lines. And what I want to say to you is you do have to be a little careful when you're recommending supplements or recommending particular types of diets or nutrition. You definitely want to make sure you're not overreaching in terms of your scope of practice in the state in which you are practicing. There are also issues for those of you who want to do health coaching outside of the state where you are living and where you're licensed. At this time, the American Holistic Nurse Credentialing Corporation and the International Nurse Coach Association does warn nurses against coaching, doing health coaching across state lines. There are not going to be many protections for you liability-wise because you're going to be practicing ostensibly in another state. So if you're doing anything health-related, definitely talk to your board of nursing and your state nursing association before you take that leap and put your license at risk. So, word to the wise. However, if you would like to work within the state where you are licensed, 
there's plenty that you can do. One of the things I've been recommending to so many nurses looking for business opportunities is that you can consider the aging population of the United States or any country where you happen to live, because most countries are seeing a rise in the number of elderly people within their population. Those people are in need of a great deal of medical care, many of whom want private duty concierge medical care or case management to help them navigate the healthcare system. So you might want to start talking to the adult children of people who are quite elderly and see if the adult children are looking for help managing their parents' medical care. Anyway, that's another idea I've been floating about for a long time. It's not something that I want to do, but maybe you would like to do it. And as a nurse, you could open a home health agency. You could bring personal care attendants and home health aides or homemakers into the homes of people who are trying to remain independent without being institutionalized, going to an assisted living or other type of facility. And there are also many other opportunities to leverage your nursing skills and your cachet as a nurse in this culture and society in ways that will help you to move forward and offer a service or a product that someone would be willing to pay you for. What really comes up for a lot of nurses who reach out to me about starting a business is that they don't have any business skills. People feel completely stultified at the idea of starting a business. They think, oh, I've got to buy a domain name. I've got to write a business plan. I've got to grab a website and I need to come up with an entire marketing plan. And what I do is I often tell them, look, let's put on the brakes. Let's not jump ahead to incorporation, to getting a business license in your town. First, you have to find something that you know that you can do or provide that people will be willing to pay you for. So if you're panicking, if you want to start a business, but you don't know what to do, here's a good place to start. So a business venture can be really small. Sometimes I call them profit projects. It's just a little something where you earn a little bit of money on the side. You know, people who have full-time jobs and sell cosmetics on the side, or they sell some type of supplement that they really love, or they sell Tupperware or Mary Kay, whatever it happens to be, you don't always have to sink all of your resources in to start a business. So one thing you can do before you really even get started, you can take care of a lot of those issues down the road if you just look at the very basics of what you need to do the research to start a business venture. So very basically, here's the bare bones, folks. You ready for the bare bones? You first have to come up with a product or a service that solves a problem that an identifiable group of people has. So you find a group of people with a problem and you're offering a product or a service that solves that problem. Then you need to ascertain is that particular group of people willing to pay a fair price for that service or product. That's really what it is. That's what business is all about. Group of people, a product that solves a problem, a fair price paid to the provider of the service or product to solve that problem. If you can come up with that, you have a business idea. Now, yes, there have been people in history, like I mentioned in the show notes, Steve Jobs, for instance, comes to mind. 
Steve Jobs created the personal computer, he actually created the need for a personal computer. The public didn't know that it needed a personal computer, but he convinced us that we actually did. So if you have an idea like that, go for it. But most of us have ideas for products or services that probably already exist, but we want to offer them in a different way. If you have something completely mind-blowing that no one has ever done before in the history of the world, definitely you have something to lean into and really go for it. But for most of us, you know, it's a pedestrian kind of idea or a really cool idea that we're ready to launch, but isn't like rocket science or something brand new like the first Apple computer on the market. So think about the problem you want to solve, find out the people who might have that problem, see if they'll pay you for your solution. If you can get to that place, you're in pretty good shape. So one thing I wanted to share is that in most cities and larger towns, you'll find small business incubators. You'll also find SCORE, S-C-O-R-E. And if you go to score.org, It's an awesome organization that offers mostly free services and supports for small business people and entrepreneurs. They offer mentorship and guidance and templates for business plans, etc. And some of their workshops might cost a little bit of money, but many of their services are free. You might find yourself paired with a business mentor who's probably a retired CEO or CFO of an organization or company. And that person will help guide you through a lot of the slings and arrows of starting a business. Now, one warning about SCORE and some of the small business incubators is that some of them are very, very old school. They're going to have you write like a 20-page business plan that, in my mind, is honestly kind of ridiculous. There's a much simpler way to go about it. And if you contact me, I'll give you a couple hints and resources for what you might be able to do. But be that as it may, there's lots of resources out there. Don't take everyone's absolute word for it in terms of what you need to do. And if anyone wants you writing a 20 or 30 page business plan, they're definitely coming from a 20th century perspective rather than a 21st century perspective. So folks, when you're starting to explore this idea of a business venture, most of us will start really small. We won't quit our job. We won't throw caution to the winds. We're not going to mortgage our house. We're not going to max out our credit cards. We're not going to bankrupt or mortgage our family's future in order to launch a business that we're not sure is going to fly or not. Sure, people do this all the time. I don't recommend it. If you're a nurse who has a job, keep your job or go down to part-time or slowly ramp down your hours as your business ramps up. That's what I've been doing for about six years now. I still have a part-time job as a nurse. I'm actually the CNO and DON of a home health agency. And I'm slowly, ever so slowly, phasing back that work until the time that my business ventures have launched to such an extent that I'll be 100% self-employed. I'm currently about 80 to 85% self-employed, and I'm pretty happy with that balance right now. So remember... Nothing you do in terms of looking at launching a business needs to be black and white. So some of you might remember E.F. Schumacher. He was a groundbreaking economist back in the late 20th century. He wrote a great book called Small is Beautiful. And his view of economics came from that small 
viewpoint. And I think he really had something going for him and he knew what he was talking about. So EF Schumacher, Small is Beautiful, check it out. I will link to it in the show notes. So folks, if you have a business idea, here's what I recommend you do. Talk to people you know who know something about such things. If you have a business idea about home health, for instance, talk to people who own home health agencies. If there are people you trust who work in the business world, have a chat with them, take them out for breakfast, buy them coffee, call them on Skype, pick their brains. So do your research, do your due diligence. What product or service do you want to offer? Is there an identified need out there for that product or service? Is there a way for you to do a mini launch and test what you want to offer to see if people are actually going to bite the bait? So look at it this way. If you could do a minimal viable product, what the people over at fizzle.co call an MVP, if you can offer that product, if you can create that service for a very low cost, like say you want to offer mm, navigation of the healthcare system for elders in your community, find an elder in your community, offer them your service for free or for a super low cost. Get a testimonial from them. Find out from them what about your service works. What about your service doesn't work. That will help you tool and refine your product and service and marketing so that you can bring it out to the rest of the world. Offering your service or product for free is a great way to get it off the ground with pretty low financial risk on your part. So you can test your product or service on your friends, on your family, on your colleagues, if you become a nutritional coach, work with a friend or colleague and see what they think of how you go about doing what you do. Maybe they can give you some great feedback. There's lots of ways to test things out without mortgaging your house and throwing away your future or maxing out your credit cards. So folks, there's a lot to do starting a business, but remember, Rome wasn't built in a day. Most businesses are not built in a day. And any business that is built in the course of a day is probably going to fall apart because the structure holding it up is not very strong. If you want to chat with me, definitely hit me up on social media or find me through email, keith at nursekeith.com, and I'll respond and we can have a chat on the phone or Skype to talk about your idea. So folks, remember, if you want to dig into a business idea, keep it small, keep it simple. Really reach out to people who can help give you feedback and think about how you can launch it all with the minimum amount of investment of time and energy and money. Now, once you decide that it's viable, yes, you will have to buy a domain name. You'll have to pay to have a website built. You'll have to run the social media and the marketing and the advertising. You'll have overhead costs. These are things to take into consideration, but none of it has to be put in place at the same time. So remember, start with the small steps, figure out what the next step is, and get the help you need to take the next step. It's really a pretty simple formula. It does get complicated. I know it's not easy. I've been doing it for years, but there's plenty of people out there. There's plenty of resources out there for nurses who want to jump into the pool of business or entrepreneurship. And again, I highly recommend, even if you don't have a business idea yet, come to the National Nurses and Business Association conference in 
Las Vegas, October 14th to 16th of 2016, and meet with all of us, meet other nurses who are either looking to start a business, already started, or are far, far along. You'll meet people from across the continuum. So if you come there, you'll meet Candy Campbell, me, Kevin Ross, Elizabeth Scala, Donna Cardillo, Renee Thompson, Michelle Podlesny, all of the big, big players in the nurse entrepreneurial world. Go to the show notes at nursekeith.com forward slash episode 64, and you'll find a link to check out the NNBA and the registration and all the information about the NNBA 2016 conference in Las Vegas. So folks, there you have it. That's just a little bit of inspiration, a little shot in the arm for you about nurse business and nurse entrepreneurship. I hope you feel a little empowered from that. I hope it's given you some ideas. And if you need to chat about what you're thinking about, give me a ring or just drop me a line at keith at nursekeith.com and I'll get back to you. You can leave me a voicemail right from my website. There's a banner on the far left of every page. Click on there, put in your contact information, leave me a voicemail and I will get back to you. The Nurse Keith Show is edited and produced by Tim Hollowell of thepodcastingguy.com. Tim is doing an awesome job with this show, and I am so thankful to him. Please visit him at thepodcastingguy.com and on social media. And my social media and promotion are themselves handled by Mark Cappiespeason. He is my amazing and capable and wonderful virtual assistant. My hat's off to Mark, and my congratulations to him and his wife, Sheila, who are expecting a baby any day now. I will announce it on the show once the baby's born. Again, find me on iTunes, post a review if you like, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, look for me, sign up for my newsletter at nursekeith.com, and you know what? I want you to stay positive, I want you to care for yourself and others, and I want you to take inspired action in the interest of your career, your self-care, your family, your life, your work style, everything, every day. Because taking care of yourself is important and taking care of your career is important. So tune in again. We're going to keep exploring different aspects of nursing, nurses' lives, nurse entrepreneurship, and nurse careers. And I'm going to help you make your career more fun and satisfying, remunerative, and gratifying than you ever imagined it could be. Be well, dig deep, keep in touch, and adios till next week.